the Sid and TP show. It's here. It's coming to your televisions. We've got a sneak preview. I can't wait for this one. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdell, and I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. You guys keep showing up for us another month, another 100,000-plus listeners for our show. We come to you six days a week covering all things past, present, and future about women's basketball. So thank you for showing up for us. And, of course, it is not just me. It is the entire team over at The Next, thenexthoops.com, where we have a reporter in every single WNBA market. We cover over 100 reported pieces every month about the world of women's basketball. Go to thenexthoops.com. It's $9 a month, $72 a year. It's the 24-7 women's basketball newsroom of our dreams. And in the course of doing that, I, I just have to take a moment just as a way of introduction and it's worth pointing out, Sydney Colson, Teresa Plaisance, you are two of the most enjoyable people to have covered in the history of this league. I've done this a minute. And, and not just me. When news of your show, the Sid and TP show, which is coming this weekend, it is debuting this weekend, came on. I'm telling you, just across the track, across everyone who has done this for a living, the idea was like, about time that you guys have a television show. So I'm so excited to get into like how it came about, why it came about. All in segment one, we're going to be talking all about the show. I think it's going to be most of segment two, too, although we'll get into the playoffs. Um, Sid, I know you have – do you have another job in addition to TV that you do also? Um, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're starting to have some important games coming up. Okay, I think that might be true. I'm looking. I'll have to look into that. It's it's seems like there might be a, a playoff series coming up, but uh, we'll talk about that too, of course, and also about what the off season is. And this sort of dovetails with my feeling about it. With the two of you getting a television show, it matters. It matters that there are stories being told that extend down. That it's not just one player at any time in women's basketball, and that's it. And that's what the conversation is like. And the off season. The same thing, you guys playing with Athletes Unlimited and getting the opportunities to play in the offseason, a very big deal. But here's where I want to start. Just take me through, and and Teresa, let's start with you. Just what was the initial approach like for you guys to have a television show? Honestly, I think I'm going to bump this one to Sid because I don't know what it initially looked like. I was kind of like an additional add-on later on. Down the road. Understood. All right. So let's start with you. Tell, tell me what what's the origin story here of the Sid and TP show? So I'd um I've been talking to Kayla Johnson at together for a little while and we wanted to do something together. She was like, I don't know what it is, but we just need to have you be a part of something. Like so we were discussing it and it was initially gonna be a podcast series just about 
my life in the WNBA, like my trajectory, staying in the league um, as long as I have without really being a high minute player, um, talking about my passion for comedy and wanting to act after basketball, just like a lot of things, family, stuff like that. And so it was going to be like an inside look to my life for listeners who didn't like know my story um, and what I wanted to do. But when TP and I became teammates, um, we clicked immediately and it was just like a kindred spirit kind of thing. And we bonded. Um, and I told Gina, my agent, I'm like, Hey, I think, you know, I have a teammate who like, I might be able to do something with, I think it might be even more fun than my podcast. And so some more time went on and I kept being in like TP's ear. I'm like, girl, you are hilarious. Like we got to do something together. And she's like, yeah, okay. And we got to a point a couple months later where I was like, Gina, like, no, we definitely, I have to do something with TP. Like, I think that's the thing to take to together. And I think it has to be us in front of the camera so that people can see us because we're funny, like just talking and the way we would banter with one another and annoy our teammates in Vegas. But I think you need to like see us in action for it to be like fully received. Um, and so they ran with it and, you know, it'll be what y'all end up seeing. So what we're going to end up seeing is by and large taken during the 2022 season. Is that right? No, it's um, like this isn't really like super basketball related, even though that's like the log line. Right. We're not doing basketball stuff. You're not seeing scenes from games last year. This is like sketch comedy. Mute yourself, TP. Sorry, that's Chip. It's not Just me. Mute. I didn't say Just anything. I didn't say anything. That was Chip. Just mute it, though. Get <laughs> mad at him. That's your godchild. That's okay. <laughs> Idiot. So we um we do like man on the street style interviews, sketch comedy, improv. We have like some cool guest stars, and that's the that's pretty much what you see. You're not gonna see us playing basketball for real. I I mean that's music to my ears too because you, you know and so we've talked. I know in the past and off air about wanting to go into acting and and I, you've done some stand up too, right? Yeah, I did it once. Yeah. yeah. So I I mean TP, I I know you would bring us at media events. Um, you would bring us a joke every time you came. So I didn't know that. Was, was that yeah. part of the thinking? I mean, you know, what what else? I know from just like back and forth that the comedy comes very naturally to you. But was performing on your, um, let's say, your dream list until this happened? I had zero interest in doing any kind of acting. Like when I tell you zero, I mean, probably in the negatives. I like, I'm not the type of person that uh, ever saw myself being on TV outside of like in game. Like that was like my TV type of deal. No words, not nah, no acting. I just like play the game, follow the scout, that kind of thing. And when Sid earlier mentioned that she stayed in my ear, it was a constant irritation almost like, just a constant ringing in your ear. Um, like, T, you're so funny. You could do, we could do a TV show. Don't you think? I was like, I don't know, Sid. Like, I don't know if TV's for me. No, come on, just think about it, T. Like, the next day. Hey, did you think about the TV show? Like, it was just kind of constant. Until and one the, day it actually became a real thing. So, 
<laughs> that's just like kind of how it happened. It it wasn't anything that I even know that I wanted, but um, and I've said this many times to Sid, but honestly, filming the show was some of the best times of my life. We had a really great time. Everybody on set was really amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, TV could be in my future. I don't really know. I was telling Sid the other day, I was just kind of like, I don't know what real TV is like because we had our own TV show. Everything went by what we wanted. I don't know if we had to follow somebody else's script, what that would look like. Cause everything was kind of tailored to us, what we would naturally do. And it was, it was just really fun to, um, just kind of be ourselves in this thing. So when you got to see it, how many total episodes are we looking at here? And, and, and I do want to mention, and we're going to mention this several times. Okay. You can, the show launches September 18th. It's a co-produced by Maximum Effort and Fubo. And you're able to see it as I understand it on the Fubo streaming channel. Is that right? I want to make sure everybody knows how to see it. It's on Fubo as well as many other streaming platforms. Together okay. was the other production company. Like we initially, it was together in uh, Maximum Effort. And, and and to me, together is the key here, right? Because yeah. what Jessica Robertson is doing, telling mm -hmm. these stories, making sure that what we're learning about when it comes to women's sports are people. What we're learning about with women's sports is what is real? What is the lived experience? I, can you imagine having made it for anyone else? I mean, no, I think that's what was like really special about it. Like when I talked to Gina and when I talked to Kayla about it, I was like, I really don't want to be doing anything where it's like a lot of basketball. Cause to me, we're like, it's very cliche, but like we're more than basketball players. And I think that for me and two people, people got exposed to us through basketball, like through the aces and seeing us be silly and joke on that team. And then obviously like winning the championship brought more attention mm -hmm. but I feel like our sense of humor and our personalities are what could attract people to basketball that don't already watch it so to me putting a bunch of basketball on the show or on something about us wouldn't have been like as engaging I think the fun part is that we don't play basketball on the show there's like one scene where we're like messing around and like doing some trick shots but it's not about that like in because I personally know that I want to act after. I was like, I'm not trying to make this super basketball heavy. Like, that's not what I want to do. I want this to be funny for people and for them to see another side of, of us and of, and of athletes, honestly. I, people are in for such a treat here. We're going to talk more about this in segment two. But first, I want to talk to you at home about Jace Medical. And the thing about Jace Medical it has something called the Jace case. It provides five life-saving antibiotics for use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, you jump on a quick call with a board-certified physician. It's important. You got to get ongoing care from your physician for any treatment-related questions. This was created by doctors. It's recommended by doctors. And you can actually save over $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. You can also get an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So back to this idea of your process. And Sid, I want to start with you about this. You use social media, it seems to me, 
as a method of like trying material out on the road. Is that the way you see it? Yeah, for sure. It, I mean, like it started out the like years ago when I started making videos. I think when they could only be like 15 seconds or something at one point, and then it like started increasing in time. I just started to share like more of things that I would just do on my own or with friends. I'm like, oh, well, let me just like put this on here. It's funny to me. I don't know how it would be received, but like TP knows, like I always, I make jokes <laughs> for me. I don't make jokes for people to laugh. I'm like, it's a plus if people laugh, but honestly, that joke <laughs> is for me. It's something that I find funny. So yeah, it's just one of those things. Like I try stuff out. Sometimes things resonate with people. Sometimes they don't. And I mean, like that's humor. That's like, a lot of things in life, like you're not going to get an entire audience to always laugh at something. But, you know, if you can hit a few people in comedy, like that's, that's the aim. And so, yeah, I just kept going with the videos because um, it was something fun for me and uh, like entertaining to do. And once again, because I knew I had a passion for acting afterwards. I'm like, mm -hmm. let me just start trying stuff and see like how how this is received, um, you know, and if other people who are in that field see something in me. I thought it was funny, said. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I do too. And but what's so interesting to me is you talk, you keep talking about after, and and it's always obviously something that, you know, was clearly a potential option for you. We also know, and and to our listeners at home, if you don't know, you know, Sid had to fight so hard to get back into the league. You played in 2011. There was a four-year gap to come back to it. Was this something that you ever considered just peeling off and saying, all right, basketball is over for me much sooner than it's turned out to be? Because, you know, now you're, you know, one of the established vets in the league. No, oh, man, I think, honestly, Howard, like, I'm a fighter. Like, I'm competitive. And I think that, you know, when it was taken away, when I was cut, like, early on in my pro career, I was just like, I feel like I can still do this. Like, I feel like, yeah. I'm a capable player. Um, like, I still love the game. I love being on the team. Like, honestly, at this point in my career, I love being on the team probably more than I just love basketball. And that's how I always just am in life. Like, I enjoy relationships and people so much more than the actual thing that everybody is doing together. And so I think I just, like, I was fighting to get back. And I was like, you know, if this is God's plan for me, it'll work out. If it's not, then it won't. And I feel like God has continued to just put me in places where I'm supposed to be um, in positions on team. Like, no, I may not play a lot, um, but like I felt I've always had a purpose on every team that I'm on. Um, and so, yeah, I just I kept fighting, wanting to make it back. And I think I was just really fortunate that I was able to do um, both things that I love at the same time. Like I never would have imagined that I would be doing something with acting or with comedy while I'm still playing, or at least not something somebody's paying me to do, you know, okay. for me, um, this has been very surreal, like a dream come true and something I'm definitely not taking for granted. Um, but yeah, that hopefully that is, I think that answered it. It does. And, and you both have been fighters and TP, obviously, you know, I remember talking to you about this. You essentially presaged a lot of the way stretch fives operate to this day. And by being able to have that type of, reliable perimeter shot to go along with your ability to rebound and rim protect at six foot five makes a big difference in terms of your ability to stick around in this league. But what you both have the way, you know, your games are obviously 
diametrically opposed in all these different ways is the way in which you interact with teammates. And it's very clear to me that in this league, that is something of significance. That is something that maybe matters more in the WNBA than any other league I've ever seen. I wonder if you guys see it that way. And if you think what's become this television show is a result of the way in which you have learned to interact with teammates through the years of both of your distinguished careers. I think that, you know, basketball is such a fun game. We all have played like at the highest level um, and just like having the competitive nature that we have, it just feels natural, right? Mm -hmm. But I think the best part about basketball is the people that you meet along the way, learning where they come from, learning just about them and their family and just who they are and how they got to this point in life. Because we've all come from very, very, very different walks of life across the United States, across Europe, across wherever, across the world. And we all, you know, when you're in the locker room there, you're all in that one collective place, but you all had such different routes of getting there. So it's always very interesting to understand the person behind the player. And that's something that I prided myself on from day one. I've always tried to build a relationship with every person on my team and, you know, at least being able to, you know, check in and see how that person's doing. And, you know, one thing that I will say is, you know, taking it back to my rookie year, I was a third round draft pick and we all know how much third round draft picks stick around. Right. So I never unpacked my bags throughout any of my contracts, never unpacked my bags for training camp. You just can never get too comfortable. But my rookie year coach Fred Williams came into the huddle one day and he said something that I never forgot. He said, everybody has value and value isn't necessarily points, rebounds, statistics, Value is what you bring to your team every day. So as long as you keep your value, you'll have a job. And I just prided myself on being a hard worker, prided myself on being the first one in the gym, the last one to leave, just whatever, a helping hand to whoever needed it. Because, you know, in the WBA, everybody's doing just more than what their job description entails. So a little bit goes a long way whenever you can help out. And you know, it's been a it's been a pleasure to be in all these different locker rooms, meeting all these really amazing women and just seeing where they come from and just learning a little bit about them, I guess. I mean, listen, and Fred Williams knows a lot about having a gig outside of basketball as the great Freddie Bass, uh, the musician. Freddie Bass. Freddie Bass. So it is everyone's doing, like you said, more than their job description. And Ginger, you, you think you learned that from your mom? You think, you know, um, to, to, you know, uh, Mama Plays Aunts, I think, is, is a fair way to characterize her yeah. uh, head coach uh, to this day. She's in Nickel State, right? She just recently left Nickel State. She is currently enjoying retirement, which probably won't be very long because, you know, you can't keep a coach away from the court. I can't imagine it. For I that long. So, but, but is that where you think you got that from to be able to understand the journeys for people? So, you know, the way that my mom's always been, she's put hard work in others before herself and, you know, being at Nichols for so long, being a loyal, loyal university before that, she's found a way to make things work that never worked before at Loyola. They never had scholarships. Right. She, eventually got that program scholarships and then they made it to the nationals, all this stuff. Then she goes to Nichols. They've never had a winning season. Not only did she inherit a team that had four wins the season prior, she took 
them to their first NCAA tournament appearance and winning the first ever conference championship. So these are all these can'ts that have been placed in front of my mom. You can't do this. You can't do that. And honestly, like we've been raised in a family where if somebody tells you you can't, you show them why they're wrong. And you, do, you don't do it disrespectfully. You do it quietly. You do your job. You put your head down and you just prove people wrong. And you don't really have to say too much about it because you let your work speak for itself. And, you know, that's just the kind of person that my mom is. And it definitely has rubbed off. I hope I'm, I hope I'm half of the competitor and person that she is because she just brings so much to the women's game. Um, and she is just, uh, just uh, a book of knowledge, uh, just the way that she views the game and how she views relationships and how she views people. Like I'm, I played for my mom one time and it was the hardest summer of my life, but it was the summer that I really made the biggest turn in my whole basketball career. And, you know, it, it says a lot about who she is, um, as a person to be able to be able to coach her daughter and be able to have that dynamic as well as the the coach player relationship as well i wasn't allowed to call her mom on the court that was one rule um, <laughs> when was this so, how old were you i was like 13 or 14 i was young i was really young we were playing aau this was right before she went over to Nichols when she was coaching in the naia there was no rules so you could do that and you know it was really really cool to be able because i've always you know when you're raised around someone in the women's basketball I used to go to my mom's games every, every night, night in, night out. And Loyola University, growing up, Loyola University women's basketball was the biggest uh, stage I've ever seen in my life. I thought these girls were everything to me. <laughs> to this day, my favorite player of all time, her name is Christine Mangai. She had the funkiest jump shot I've ever seen in my life, but I loved her to death. I thought she should have been all everything. Christine, <laughs> if you're watching biggest fan right here but just being able to watch my mom on that stage and you know the way that she took her job so seriously and coached every single day as if she was in a WNBA finals mm -hmm. um you just can't really compare just amazing that, that's so cool I love that story well we'll be back uh very shortly just to uh figure out if there's anything else going on this week other than the tv show but first want to talk to you guys at home uh, about FanDuel. And FanDuel has a couple of offers going on right now. Uh, the NFL season is here. Um, I, I think Is there a Las Vegas NFL team? I know the Aces obviously play in the WNBA. I don't, is there? Somebody, I've heard of them. Yeah, Raiders, some Raiderettes. Or... Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, listen, the NFL, it's new, but I hear, I hear it's something to check out. And, um, <laughs> you know, you got two options. New customers at FanDuel can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So the app is very easy to use. You go to FanDuel.com slash locked on or use code locked on in the app and kick off the NFL season with a couple of offers that you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So there is this other thing happening this week, and it is the Las Vegas Aces, who are the number one seed. Um, they are the defending champions, and they open their defense of the championship this week. Um, TP, are there any players 
that you think we should keep particular eye on as it relates to the aces? Um, me personally, I don't know if you'll be able to get your hands on this, but I got my hands on a Sidney Colson jersey. <laughs> um, honestly, my favorite player on the team, Sid for MVP. If you haven't seen her in action, check her out. Mm -hmm. There's a few other notable players on that team that I feel like you should check out as well, but uh, Sid is probably at the top of my list. And then I think her name is Asia Wilson. Mm -hmm. um, she would be nice to mention. Chelsea Gray, Jackie, you know, everybody on that team is really awesome. Just being able to be in that locker room last season, I know what everybody brings to the table and I know how cohesive it is. So, you know, I'm, I'm pulling for you guys and uh, check out check out my girl Sid. Make sure, make sure you're watching and don't miss a minute of the WNBA playoffs. Although, quite frankly, the audience we have, they're not going to miss a minute. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to tell us what time the games are. <laughs> tell us where the games are, what channel they're on. We're, we're, we're all going to be there. If I'm if I'm watching unless I'm covering one live. So that's yeah. where I'm on it. But, yeah, you know, more to the point, I'm wondering whether you guys see it this way as an overlap. Is the playoffs as entertainment? And said, you know, as somebody who has these acting aspirations as well, do you get to express yourself as an entertainer, do you feel like, when you're playing basketball? Or are those two just totally separate for you in terms of emotional experiences? Um, I feel like people can. I feel like you can make it enjoyable. I don't think that it's like – I don't know that it's something you have to set out to do. I think you're just naturally enjoying your team and the game and y'all playing well. Like the true feelings are going to come out, and that's that's the fun part that people like to see. Like they like to see the and one celebrations, somebody hitting a three in the bench going crazy. Like the, I think these are just – the natural things that come with it when you have a team that likes one another and, you know, like wants to see one another do well, I think the joy comes out and it's entertaining. I don't think that it's like, you got to put on a show, you know? No, no, that may, I'm, but that's really, that's similar to acting in a way, right? To, you know, to get into a particular character and being able to present it rather than trying to um, put up a false front. People yeah. will see through that. Yes. Um, last thing I want to make sure we're touching on before we again tell everybody where and how to see the show is the off season ahead. So, you know, again, you were both part of Athletes Unlimited. In general, this goes back to my thinking about this, which is an opportunity to have opportunities. Seems like such a significant moment of growth in women's basketball. As you guys think through the offseason, you know, whether it's Athletes Unlimited, whether it's playing overseas at this point, what goes into your thinking? I've, I've, you know, for each of you in turn, you know, TP, I know you're coming from not having played in the W this summer. So, may, you know, maybe the calculations are different. But I, I just wonder how each of you figures out what you want to do now that there is a choice. So for me, this offseason, I, I plan on going overseas for a little bit. But like you mentioned earlier, uh, I do plan on playing AU after I do a little stint overseas just to get back in action. But um, it is really nice to be able to have options, especially the convenience of playing here in the U.S. I think like the big part of why everybody's trying to play in the W is just like the convenience of playing in front of your family, mm -hmm. having local TV that streams your games, having, you know, all the amenities that AU has to offer, which also is a lot of fun to play. Sid had to convince me to play last year just because I wasn't really in the mood to pick up basketball at that point. But 
-hmm. After I joined in, I had so much fun playing in the game within the game. Just the point system of the players and everything was just so much fun. So I highly recommend you checking it out because uh, if you haven't seen AU basketball, it is a lot of fun to watch and you can, you know, pick your favorite team. You can pick your favorite player and follow along. And it's such a great opportunity for you to learn about each, each player. I think AU does a really great job of expressing everybody's story and saying where everybody came from. And so you get to tap into who TP is and who Sid is and who Lexi Hall is and who Melissa Smith is and all these people that, you know, in the W we all know, but in AU, they just tap in a little bit deeper and you really get the more personal side of things. So I really look forward to this off season and getting back into basketball. It's been real boring without it, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm just very happy to, to get back on the court and to pick it back up again. And Sid, for you, obviously, you know, you've been involved not only playing AU, but being part of making sure that the player experience is yeah. maximized. You know, to me, it, it, it feels like two sides of the same coin as well, where you're working at making sure that, because to, to me, Athletes Unlimited is super entertaining. And, you know, that's what really matters from a show perspective, from a fairness perspective, that it's a pure labor issue for me. And seeing that here's an opportunity to stay home, to play, to be paid well, and to get the opportunities to be able to live comfortably, which is what everyone should be striving for the entire women's basketball experience to be. Do you see it that way? Do you see it as a combination of these things? You know, and and you know, how far along do you think you are in Athletes Unlimited getting to where you want it to be? Well, I'm gonna be. A, I'm a part of the. Athletes Unlimited, like the player executive committee again this year. So I'll be playing again. And uh, yeah, that's huge for us just to be a part of the decision making and being a player led league was just totally different at the onset of, of um, you know, like deciding to even have this basketball league starting the inaugural season and having those first year players experience what it was like to play pro basketball at home without being you know, a part of the WNBA, it was just phenomenal. And we take, um, we take it super seriously to make sure that we're making decisions as a committee, not just for like the four or five of us on the committee, but for the whole 44 player roster. And so we try to get it right. Like some things you'll miss for some people, some things you'll hit for some people, um, you know, but it's just about our hearts trying to be in the right place and do the right thing for the big group. Um, but I, I just, I love it. I love that. John Patrickoff and Jonathan Soros even decided to start this league to have a basketball one after cross volleyball and softball because it's impacted so many players. Just them being able to be seen uh, by family, by friends, stateside. To some of them got training camp contracts um, for the WNBA. Like not many people made their teams, but just to get that experience after mm -hmm. several years of going overseas and. You know, like the more you go overseas and you haven't touched the WNBA, it kind of drifts away as more players coming out every year in college. Like it can start to feel like it's unattainable. Um, but for some of the people there, it was their goal to get there. It was awesome to see. Um, and so um, for me, I'm just excited to keep pushing the needle forward with AU, staying in communication with the staff, with the founders and expressing to them what we feel like could help make it more um, enticing for some players to want to come play, how we can just keep growing it 
maybe one day, you know, get to a point where we're increasing the roster sizes, um, get to a point where we're getting more sponsors and maybe even more money for salaries. You know, I think we don't want to stop where it is. It's, it's phenomenal where it is. Um, but I think just like for anything you love, you want to push it to be better. And so that's where we are. It, it's been remarkable to see. And again, to the listeners at home, Athletes Unlimited matters and it matters for all these different reasons that we've talked about. There's a reason why over at The Next, we have had a beat reporter dedicated to AU since its inception. We had somebody live embedded there this past season. We will continue to be doing that. You can be sure of that. Let me tell you what else matters. Teresa plays on Sydney Colson matter. The Sydney TP show once more maximum effort in collaboration with together, which is how, you know, it's great. Uh, the show will launch on September 18th. Make sure you are streaming it at, on Fubo and anywhere else you can make sure you're not going to want to miss a minute. That's right. You're not going to want to miss a minute. I want to. I am so excited about it. It's great to see you both. I really appreciate your time. Um, thank you to our listeners. As always, we will be back tomorrow. We'll be talking to Lynn Dunn, the general manager of the Indiana Fever. And we will just okay. continue with those shows six days a week. And can't wait to talk to you then. Until then, I'm Howard Mandel wishing all of you a wonderful day. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.